Hello, everyone. We're back with another episode of Done With The Scar. I'm your host and creator of the DC Method, Linda Dunn-Carter, and I'm here with my co-host, Ann Guetta. We are actually in Houston, Texas, and this is our second episode of Done With The Scar. We're really excited to be here. And today, we're actually going to go into the different types of scars and the questions that most people call on the scar line to talk about how to fix the scars. So, Wendy, what would you say is the most common type of scar that you encounter? Every time I open my mouth about scars, I I see that hyperpigmentation is the most popular. So I talk about hyperpigmentation, which is an issue that the skin takes on after it's been injured. So 90%, 95% of scars will actually hyperpigment. And that's interesting that you say that because a lot of people will call on the scar hotline. Again, we do have a scar hotline. It's one eight six six scar talk. That's S C A R T L K. You can call anytime to talk about your scars. And a lot of people tell me when they call that their scars are darker. So it has something to do with the inflammation. Can you explain that and how the, the excess pigment is caused? So we have pigmentation within our scar. Well, so the I- first stage of repair is so, so your scar goes through four different stages of, of healing. And the first one is blood clotting, all right? The second phase is inflammation. And that's usually where hyperpigmentation can start transforming and and come about. So you want to be real careful that your scar doesn't inflame, it doesn't proliferate, and proliferation is the the third one. And that's where the scar can ooze and, and that sort of thing. Any kind of trauma to the skin is going to potentially cause hyperpigmentation. So... Let's take it down. Um, okay. Let's see. One, two, three, four. So if, you, if your skin is damaged and it goes through trauma, trauma healing, then it is going to potentially take on hyperpigmentation, especially if you have dark skin, especially if the scar is oozing and it creates a scab. Okay. Then you're pretty much in trouble because now we're, we're taking on different layers of trauma. So that's an old adage is that people always said, you know, in the day people or doctors would always say put hydrogen peroxide on or let it heal with a scab. So you're actually saying to me, no scabs, scars should no not scabs. scabs. And that's something that I think a lot of people are used to. Oh, if it scabs, it's good. But mm. it's really, uh, according to you, it's not good. Oh, right? absolutely not. And hydrogen peroxide, by the way, can burn your skin. So you want to be careful. Oh, that's good to know. When, yeah. when you put it on, how you put it on. So they, that, that used to be the, the old way of doing things. Right. But yes, scabbing is one of the things that you want to bypass okay. when your, your scar is healing. Only because the scab creates a layer of dead skin and it embeds into the skin. So there's blood underneath the scab, correct? Right. right so just, just think about a scab. <laughs> scab. And, and if you nick it, it's going to bleed. Sure. And it's going to make a deeper crevice into your skin, making it more depressed. So it takes longer to heal if you have a scab. If we bypass way scab. longer, way okay. longer. So we've got a scab that might take because you're nicking it, right? There's, there's so many chances of, of a scab, right? You know, uh, reoccurring and bleeding sure. and scabbing again and reoccurring and bleeding, especially if it's on something that, you know, you're using all the time, your finger, your knees, your elbows or, or whatever. So you, you just want to make sure that you keep your new scar hydrated. So it, it, it doesn't have a chance to scab because if you keep it moist, 
it's right. never going to have a chance to dry out and scab over. It makes sense. So we we talked about hyperpigmentation. So a lot of people will call me, and in addition to hyperpigmentation, they say, okay, I had surgery and I keloided. So can you explain for our listeners what exactly is a keloid? There's keloids and then there's hypertrophic scars. And I think people are sometimes confused with the differences between them. What are they? And of course, if they both have hyperpigmentation, and how do you treat each individual one? keloids and hypertrophic scars. Well, going in from hyperpigmentation into um, hypertrophic scars, hypertrophic scars are raised, it's raised tissue over the epidermis. A keloid is raised tissue as well, but it has more density to it. And it's filled with just a lot more collagen and tissue. Okay. All right. So they take on a purplish color. They take on a even a darker purple, a reddish. And the itch... They itch. They they have itch. A, yeah, they have a, a lot of, you know, itching and, and just a lot of discomfort. And they can be very, 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 very painful. So, and, and they can actually happen within the first two weeks of surgery. And usually if you're prone to keloids, if you've had surgery before and you're going into a revision and you had a revision because you're cutting out the keloids and you're right. going into, you know, hopefully they won't come back. There's just a whole set of protocols that, that you want to kind of follow to kind of prevent that from happening again. But, you know, your body is your body. You know, it's, right. it's going to take over how it's going to take over, even if I'm watching it. Because if I'm managing your scar, and I say, come to me after your revision, come to me. All right, so that we can manage it, watch your, your scar so it doesn't heal the same way. Well, you see me one hour, two hours each month, but right. there's 30 days that go by that you don't see me. So we have to make sure that we're doing all the right things to keep the skin intact and keep it pliable and keep it from, you know, having the tension that it doesn't need because we don't want it to, you know, incisions to reopen. We don't want, you know, anything, you know, happening that is going to prevent it from going back to the way it was. So we talked does about, that make sense? yeah, it does make sense. So we talked about a scar plan. Like right after surgery on new scars, right? So they don't gash open and so they don't behave badly. As you, you said in the first episode, we don't want scars to behave badly. So they can come see you. Now, what can they do? What can you do for an older scar? Let's say somebody had surgery three, four years ago, their scar keloided, hypertrophic or something, pigmentation, and they come to you. You know, after two or three years, maybe they've had a revision, maybe they haven't, but their scar is is not looking, you know, aesthetically pleasing to them and they would like some help from you. So what does an old scar plan look like? Well, first of all, we go through the consultation process, right? You right. can do that by going online to the lindagarncarter.com and click on consultation. I only do online consultations. But once the photos are sent to me and I am able to assess the, the severity of the scar, I create the treatment plan. And once they want to move forward, then what happens is their first appointment, they come in and I have to start over. I have to start over. I have to re-injure the scar. Okay. No matter what it is, I have to re-injure it in order to program it the DC method way to reprogram it. And, and it's a, a consistent set of protocols and it's a series of protocols and it's over time that um, I continue to re-injure it only to repair it. And it, it has to be told what to do. 
It has to understand uh, the protocols that once you injure the skin, there's certain nutrients and there's certain modalities and there's certain like chemical peels and, and infusions that I need to do for the skin to repair, but repair quickly. Okay, right. so, so, so when, when, when they're actually in the office, I do probably 13 different procedures. Wow, that's a lot. It, it, it is. <laughs> it, 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 it is. Like, what is she doing, right? You're a strong addition. <laughs> there's, but but one, one thing hands off to another. So right. it's very, very important for that skin to understand, oh, I'm supposed to do this. Oh, I'm wounded. And, you know, whether it's hyaluronic acid, salicylic acid, or it's the right. stem cells that I put on, and then I infuse them. So each procedure has its own job to do to be able to heal. So basically when they're walking out of the office, they're pretty much 80% healed from the injury. And then they go home and then they have a protocols, home care products, obviously the scar food that they're using AM and PM in order to maintain that healing process. So in the month between clinics, they're using your line of products, which is Scar Food, which you can find on www.scarfood.com, which you've patented and developed Correct. a line of scar serums, elixirs, scar butter, scar suit. I know because I've used them. I actually have a funny story to tell. But can I tell this? Yes. <laughs> I actually was, uh, <laughs> I fell and I actually hurt my knee and I have scar food at home. And, you know, just as a first aid kit, you know, for any kind of little cuts or abrasions. So the minute I got this injury, I, you know, Texted Linda with a picture of like me, and I'm like, "What do I do?" And you she told really me, took a spell. It was a pretty ugly, <laughs> ugly scar, and well, you know, like a you know an ugly fall. And I started using scar food exactly what you told me to do. I did the repair and the correct and the magic and the suit and the butter. And within two weeks, I swear to you, the, the thing is like gone. It's like just I know. I, I I posted on my story. I was so shocked. I'm like. Oh yeah. my gosh. And, and I'm a test. Yeah, that, that was amazing to me because I was like, wow, this is what my husband's like, that's going to scar really badly. I'm like, no, it's not. Linda's got me. <laughs> so that's just, I think everybody should have that just on hand. That, that was great. No, we, we sell, we actually sell a little travel kit and it has all of our top sellers in there. And and if you got a burn or if you got some kind of little scrape and, and, a lot of mothers purchase it because of their children, right? Uh, you know, they're always falling and, and scraping and burning or, or some, some, something crazy. Oh, scar food. All right. So okay. if you if you look at our before and afters, it's just incredible. The, yeah, check um, out my knee on Instagram. Yeah, uh, great. <laughs> the, the nutrients that it has in it. But, you know, it took me many years to design it and create it and right. tweak it, you know, and then when I got to the, the formula that, that was really 100 for me, then that's when we launched it. So is the protocol for scar food on new scars the same as an older scar? Like you're still re-injuring it in clinic, right? But are we doing the same things or different things? Or can you explain the difference there? It's the same if the wound is fresh. All right. So, so say for instance, if I'm working on a, a new scar, the wound is fresh. The scar food is going to be the same products that I would send them home with, or ask them to start using after their fresh wound. Okay. It's the same products as if somebody come in and I'm injuring their skin. They're walking away with a fresh wound. I'm giving them the same products. So, fresh wounds get a certain range of products. Okay. All right. But if you have an old wound. And 
it's 10 years old and we want it to start looking better, right? It's just, it's going to be like very resilient because it just doesn't have the ability to absorb the products because of the scar tissue. Okay, so you're going to more clinic treatments. and Right. So so where the products are going to be best uh, used or, or best received is if the wound is open, if the skin is open. If the skin is fresh. But what I thought was amazing in the first episode was, and this blew me away, because you actually are able to give patients a percentage of improvement that they can get with each scar. Now, I don't think anybody, even a doctor can't say, you know, you're going to get this kind of improvement. I mean, they can say you maybe get this kind of improvement with plastic surgery, but with a scar, you can actually, to the number, tell them, I'll get this percentage if you do my pro- protocol. That's pretty yeah. amazing for people. That gives them hope. And, you know, people call me all the time. They're like, oh, God, I have this scar. I don't know what to do. And, you know, can it ever be fixed? But you're actually, you know, giving them a plan and some hope and a percentage that they can expect. And I think those those kinds of things are really important. Explain to me how you arrive at, like, when you see a scar, let's say it's from a breast augmentation, breast lift, or something like that. How do you arrive at that type of improvement or that percentage improvement? What kind of algorithm did you come Well, I, I base it on a severity, all right? And I'm not going to say, so say, for instance, somebody comes in with a breast lift scar, all right? And... The scar from end to end is not the same. They might have a keloid in, in the inner cleavage area, right. right? Keloids. And then all of a sudden it fades out to something, you know, very minor. You know, so I just take the severity of the scar, their skin type, how they normally heal. And it's either one year, two years, three years. It's, it's old, right? And it's so, for them to get it, right? <laughs> right. So, so I, I just base my percentage on what I know about skin. I've done thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of scars. All your years of experience. How the skin responds. Yes. Whether yes. it's a darker skin person or like a fairer skin person like myself, like how I would respond. It's just. You know, based on your right, I, I wish I, I wish I can make my answer more scientific with the results that they come back with. Sure, I made mistakes in the very beginning, you know, but I think that's part of why I'm so spot on now is because I made the mistakes in the beginning, and I when I was creating the method and working on people like Ooh, I haven't seen that one before. Ooh, okay, well, let's just try it. Let's just go in. Let's just do it. Right. And, and, and I'm not afraid of it. I just need, you know, I just need to figure it out so that when, you know, down the road, I'll be able to have the. Actually, I had a woman call me on the scar line the other day. She was, I believe a month out of a breast augmentation. And she said that she had a hypertrophic scar that had, if she has hypertrophic scarring in the first month, chances are it's still pretty soft tissue and I can get in there and I can get it quick. All right. Versus if I have to um, work on somebody who has, you know, a three-year-old scar, it's hypertrophic and I have to really get down underneath the skin because it's created layers and layers and layers of scar tissue. So, I mean, chances are within a month, it's not, you know, so hypertrophic that, that I can't improve it quickly okay. because it's still fresh, right? And I'm not going to go in there and needle 
a brand new scar that's just a month old. But I am going to start um, using modalities to help start softening that tissue to make sure that it doesn't go into a proliferation. And, and before it starts trying to heal poorly, I reverse Behave it. badly. Yeah. <laughs> so the, <laughs> take, the takeaway here is come see Linda when your scars are fresh so you can get your scar. Well, well you know, the, the yeah. idea of, of coming in when your scar is fresh, it's just more manageable. More manageable and, you know, less frustrating for the patient, too, because they're seeing results quicker than if they have an older scar. Right. So I might be able to get through something within six to seven to eight months, you know, with a, with a brand new scar. Like, where do we want to go with the scar? Like, tell me your expectations. What do you want? And so, again... I have to know a lot of their history. I have to know how you heal because I'm not going to just throw out like, oh, I can get 80% of what, you know, I don't even know how you're going to be healing, but give me a little history on yourself. We can't erase a scar completely, right? But we can. But, you know, but I have, but but, so some patients, some people come in with consultations are are a little bit more in high expectations than others. You know, I want it gone. And I'm like, well, maybe you should have told your surgeon that because now, You know, why do I have all the pressure on me? You know, so, you know, and if we're not quite there, you know, if I say we're going to do a six, eight month series and we're not quite there, I will still work on you because you know what? If I'm not happy, you don't get to leave. But that goes back to your patient, Lizette, that we talked about last time Mm -hmm. that came in with the the bar fight. And you you actually, she was so happy because you actually exceeded her expectations and she never expected yeah. to look yeah. like she did when she was finished. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to give you false hope. That that would just be like that would that would. There's hurt. a lot of that out there, by the way. False hope and on the, on the internet, Amen. and we know what's out there on the internet. But you're the real deal, and it's like when people call me, it's like they they have been everywhere. They've gone. They've gone. Yeah, laser. there's a they've lot. They've gone of- to med spa. They've gone to the plastic mm. surgeon. They've been here, and then once it's like, I'm like, okay, are you ready to see? So, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and, and so can you imagine the expectations that I have on my shoulders? And I'm going to fix my scar. Okay, but well, their their expectations are so high because you know they've been disappointed. So you these know. are people that are just not happy in life in general. There was a guy that you fixed his back. He had like back acne, mm-hmm. and you and he was he was you like, like life change. That was life changing. He was my my pro bono my pro bono case last year, twenty twenty. So can you explain how you do this this pro bono? You pick a a case each mm-hmm. year yes. that's like severe and mm-hmm. well so my pro bono case I, I feel very important it, it, it's it's very very much in my heart to give back I have people write in and tell about their story tell about their scar we all know that scars you know are, are you know taken away from people's you know life and you know their normal course of living and, and happiness how you know, old was he 21 
he could go out on the beach without a shirt. He mm-hmm. could go out. He, he, with he, I mean, it gave him his life back. It, I mean, it, it wasn't 100%, but I'm telling you. We it was pretty through, close to 100%. We, we, like, we went through um, reducing keloids to um, controlling controlling the acne, which is very, very important when you, when right. you have acne. It's, it's like, let's control what is causing the problem, right? So while we're doing that, we're fixing the old scars so that we don't make new scars, right? right. And so by the time, you know, we're done with the series, we have no new breakouts. There is not a blackhead in sight. There is not a cyst in sight. It is just, like, monumental. But, you know, there, there's a lot of things that they have to do with their diet. They have to do with their, um, their hygiene yeah. and products. You know, we right. go back to scar food again because, you know, it was very specific products that he had to be on in order to sustain what it was I was doing in the office okay. while he was at home. So explain to us why it takes that long to, like it took 18 months, okay? That's like a year and a half to correct his situation. Was it because of the severity of the scars or just because, what does it look like, you know, when the patient comes in, okay, you say to them it's an 18-month series, do they look at you and say, oh my God, I can't. Like do this it's like a year and a half of my life or are no, they nobody ever says nobody that. ever says nobody that. ever says oh my god i can't do this or it's you know okay. that, that's just way too long no they, they will do whatever it takes to get to, to transform and you know have healthier looking scars or minimizing the scar or make the scar even go away How, however i so it just I takes see time it. It just well takes it, it's time because what your skin i mean Right. Look what we got here, right. you know. So, so it's it, it just like your skin has memory. I mean, once I right. start reprogramming it, it's going to go like, oh wow, this is yeah, awesome. Small. You know, it's like, you know, right. hey, you know. And so, it, in the next month, it's going like, hey, you know, go see Linda because this is really working. <laughs> you know, it's working for you. So it's just like a muscle, like you're going to the gym. Okay. Like, say for instance, working out for yourself, you're 100 pounds like overweight. Right. You think that's going to happen in a month or two yeah. or three or four or five? You know, your muscles have memory. It's got to understand what you're doing. And, and it's got to be nurtured, conditioned, you know, we're, we're eating like better, we're like working now. out, okay. you know, and, and we're doing all these things. It's, same, it's the same thing with the skin. The skin has memory and I'm conditioning it. So it makes I'm really reprogramming. Sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. reprogram the muscle, I'm right. reprogramming the skin. So it really has the same process and you know we're dealing with layers and layers and layers of skin not right. just what, what you see on the surface that's what you see they're, so you're they're like so, they're going so, into the dermal layer of the skin basically right, like right. the deepest pigmentation layer hyperpigmentation is migrated right. down layers and layers deep into the skin you think it's just on the, the surface no you think you can put a little cream on that and it's gonna go away <laughs> no. Cream. Yeah. that's what people say oh, they're like oh i was using this fake cream that i got at the uh, market and i'm like no okay so so basically the takeaway is that patience dedication showing up teamwork Right. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, we're a team. I and mean, you're a team with your patients. Sure. Come to see Linda when your scar is fresh. And well, well, for the best results. For the best results. I mean, I mean, you know, unless you want to go through years of, of trying to heal it yourself and you know, listening to old myths. <laughs> Leave it alone for a year, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> and I can I can tell you how many times people have told me, my doctor said Don't you, touch that. Don't touch it for a year. And I'm like, that's 
wrong. You know, you need to come see Linda like within the first month. Like, you know, they, they just, the surgeons, what is it with the surgeons? I mean, why is it that they won't touch a scar for a year? Can you see because that? they make scars. They don't know how to fix them. They, I, they, okay. don't, they don't have, and, and I love surgeons, and I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but they don't really know what to do for scars after it leaves them. She's like, my surgeon gave me nothing. I'm like, really? <laughs> She's like, but he told me to come back in a year. <laughs> That's what they say. But so basically, if you have a scar, whether it's old or new, you can get help. You can go to www.lindaduncarter.com or you can call the scar line at 1-866-SCAR-TALK. That's S-C-A-R-T-L-K. And also at home. You can also learn about her line of scar food products at www.scarfood.com. And you can also call the scar line and we can talk to you about products, talk to you, educate you. Education is key. It, it, it's, it's, most people just need a little guidance. Little guidance. And, and right. you know, come in with your questions. I, I know you, you all have a lot of questions and you're all trying to reach me every day, all day, DMing me. They are. And, and that's why I created the SCAR uh, Talk Hotlines. I guess we're going to wrap up this episode and what would be your takeaway? My takeaway is educate yourself, number one, before you go into surgery. Okay. All right. So there's, there's many facets of, let me just quickly walk through it. All right. <laughs> I got this, I got that, I got this, I got this, I got this, whatever it's going to be, go in and do it. All right, but after that, then then they have all the, you know, not to even mention, let, let's talk about the massages and all the lymphatics that they have. All right, but still after they have that, they're, they're still walking out with what? Scars. Scars. They're walking out with scars. All right, all right. Even through the lymphatic and, and all of that stage of the process of, of your surgery or at our post-op, you can start on your scar, all right? I have people ripping off their fajas. It takes them 25 minutes, and then they put it back on, you know, but we're still working on their scars. So um, have your scar plan in place, basically, well, before you go into surgery. Before you go into surgery. Before you go into surgery, for the best results, for the maximum results, okay. for the healthiest scar possible. And that's what we the healthiest scar possible. So the scar plan is, is having the scar plan. So for older scars, it's I can do the treatment plan, and we can move on from there. So, so whether it's old or new, we can still there's, know, make it work. There's, there's nothing I can't. There's nothing. There's nothing you can't fix, basically. So we're gonna wrap up this episode with Linda's famous line: "Whatever you say to patients." Whether they have older new scars, which is I got you. You got you. I got you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Done with the Scar. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for joining us, everyone. I appreciate you. Bye bye.